0: Welcome to Music Ray Gun. Uh, I'm Paul Campanelli, and alongside me, as always, is Kirk John. It's the show where we look at music related YouTube videos uh, based on a certain theme every episode. Yes, we do. Yep. Yeah. And so this week's theme is Long Island's favorite son. Who is it, Kirk? Mr. William Joel. Yes, as as uh, Gwyneth Paltrow once called him, my friend Katie Joel's husband, William. Do you remember <laughs> that? <laughs> no, that's okay, awful. That's what, <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, in one of her dupe things. Oh. She's like,
1: yeah, Gwynnie, come on, <laughs> come on, Gwynnie.
0: <laughs> it's woke to like refer to him as like Katie Joel's husband. That's cool, but the, calling him William. Yeah. Like, and then letting you figure it out. Yeah, exactly. You're like, here's who it really is. Yeah, he's uh, Billy to everybody. Yeah, he's, he's very much a Billy. He's, Billy. he's I mean, he's Billy Joel. Mm-hmm. I said to him, he's Billy Joel. So I think this is one of those uh, one of those times where our age difference is going to make a difference in how we relate to the topic because mm-hmm. I was born in the early 80s. You were born in the early 70s. So. Yes. Um, but I will say this. One of my earliest and most vivid memories in my life kind of centers on Billy Joel. Really? Yes. When I was four or five for Christmas, uh, my parents uh, got my brother and me this, like, Yamaha toy keyboard. Oh. And, uh, you know, it had the demo button. And when you Mm -hmm. would press the demo button, it would play a sample song that demonstrated all the different synthesized like eight bit sounds that the keyboard could make yes and the song on this yamaha was just the way you are so i remember yeah i and i remember that christmas morning us playing with this new toy and my parents saying like oh that's a billy joel song and we i was four or five so my brother would have been six or seven and we didn't really know and i remember my father going and getting his copy of the stranger on Mm -hmm. vinyl and putting it on and playing the actual song for us. That's one of my earliest memories. Wow, that's a sweet story. Yeah, yeah. So, and like that, like I'm not a huge Billy Joel fan. I know the hits like everyone else. Like I grew up in a household that had Billy Joel, The Greatest Hits, Volume 1 and 2. Yes. And my emotional reaction to hearing Billy Joel music very much makes me think of just like growing up in my parents' house and I kind of associate him with my parents and that sort of late 70s Mm -hmm. sound Um, so I just think of my family when I hear Billy Joel
1: I'm not too far off even though we were different decades like my first memory of Billy Joel was uh, the song My Life mm mm-hmm. uh, and I just associate it with going to uh, swim team practice when I was like seven or eight years old <laughs> just being in and I, we, we did it in the winter too it was like winter swim team yeah and it was really cold and you had just finished swimming and you were all bundled up and you're still kind of wet and your hair was wet and I just remember being driven home by my friend's mom and my life was plain. yeah
0: I always associate that that's funny that we both have really specific vivid <laughs> yes. memories associated with a particular Billy Joel song. Well, Billy does that to you. Yeah, I think he does. I think that's why everybody, even if, like I said, I'm not, you know, I don't know any deep cuts. But I have, like, a strong nostalgia for Billy Joel. Exactly.
1: I know some deep cuts. Here's the thing, like, I'm not a, it's like what you I'm not a Billy Joel fan. Like, I don't have any of his stuff. But I'm like, oh, all of his hits are fantastic. Like, I love all the big songs. And I'm like, theirs are great. And the, I, I remember growing up to him and going, that song's great. Oh, that song's great, too. But I never bought his stuff. I just yeah. know it all from the yeah. radio.
0: Because I would say, and you can argue with me if you disagree, but he may be the uncoolest, like, quote-unquote rock and roll star. He's pretty he's, close. He's pretty square. Yeah. But I think that's his appeal. Like, that's why he's so mass appeal. Is he... Is he so unhip, but he's just like, you know... Is he any... Is he as unhip as Huey Lewis? Ooh, I mean... I would say he's even more unhip than Huey Lewis, because... Huey Lewis at least sort of leans into new wave a little tiny There's bit. There's a
1: couple of Billy Joels where he leans into it's Still, uh, uh, it's still rock and roll. Me and got a little bit of. Uh, <laughs> I know, but new wave. But yeah,
0: yeah. Huey didn't last as long, I don't think, in the no. public consciousness. But for that period, I yeah. think he was maybe hipper.
1: I think it's interesting, too, especially going through I love these. that we're arguing the relative <laughs> hipness of Billy Joel versus you. <laughs> I mean, talking
0: about fucking splitting hairs. Yeah, we really <laughs> are. But, like, but if you want to get into some real, I don't know if this is either. this is. Do you know the pre-history of Billy Joel, the bands he was in in the 60s and 70s before he was a solo artist? No, I just know of him as a solo artist. Okay, well, let's go back in time a let's little bit. Let's do it to get some early vintage joel yeah yeah in the late 60s billy joel was in a band with a bunch of his long island buddies Mm -hmm. when he was probably like 20 years old uh the first band was this band called the hassles and it's a good name if you imagine a bunch of long island dudes in the late 60s like Forming a sort of psychedelic garage rock group and what that looks and sounds like—you've probably nailed it. Let's watch a music video, okay? From The Hassles, this is their song "I Hear Voices." <laughs> of course, it's
1: called "I Hear yeah. Voices."
0: Oh my god, this is an actual video, video. Yeah. That's not Billy singing lead. They're in that
1: woods. I'm sure they're stoned out of their mind.
0: Mm -hmm. There's Billy. Oh, with the mustache. Doesn't okay. Who does he look like to you? (laughs) He looks like
1: uh, my Aunt Tammy's first husband, (laughs) Uncle
0: Gib. Okay. Does he remind? (laughs) That's not what I had in mind. Okay. That's not what you thought. No. Is there another musician who he looks like to you? I don't. Maybe no one would agree with me on this, but I think he looks just like Sgt. Pepper era Paul McCartney with the mustache. Yes, doesn't I can
1: he? See that it's especially because right now you pause it and he's in profile. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yes. Here's here's what's great is that he's not the lead singer. No, he's not doing anything right at this moment. He's
0: looking away. Where this this video is two minutes and fifty seconds, and nobody really does edit. It's a really lazy ass. <laughs> of it. So when you say they're stoned. Yeah. Yeah. They're barely yeah. doing anything the whole time. Just. Oh, he did a little harmony there. Yeah, he was singing. Uh, oh, yeah, they're stoned. It's real by-the-numbers, like, psychedelic rock. Yes, it really is. It's a little cliche, Yeah.
2: So. like this
0: band reminds me of you remember Lancelot Link's Secret Chimp oh yes I do where they would always like something about those Saturday morning shows in the 70s -hmm. they'd always have to have like a band to play a song at the end so Lancelot Link had the Evolution Revolution band would always do yes right and it was just it was that kind of by the numbers like oh this is for kids it's like our approximation of (laughs) psychedelic that's what the hassles remind me of it feels very
1: psychedelic light yeah (laughs) Oh, and the guys, the drummer has his drumsticks reversed. Yep. Oh, and a jag off.
0: <laughs> so they're like, they're sort of like hippies, but they're garagey and they're from yeah. Long Island, and it's really, they're really giving you what you'd expect.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's interesting, too, because we're not getting a
0: lot of Joel in this. No, there's not Which a lot is of Joel. interesting. And because and the lead singer, if you, uh, and if anyone wants to watch the videos, go to musicraygun.com uh, slash playlists and you can watch all the videos we watch on YouTube. The, the front man's clearly, like, he's a good-looking dude. Yeah, he's a good-looking hippie dude. He's maybe not the greatest singer, but he's the obvious frontman. choice. Yes. And Billy Joel maybe sort of infamously isn't the best-looking dude. Yeah. <laughs> in uh, in rock history. So, like, yeah, he's sort of second banana. But yeah. knowing what you we know, he was probably, like... It's sort of like a Roger Daltrey, uh, Pete Townsend sort yeah. of dynamic. I bet where put the pretty guy up front, and then the second the other, the other guy is like the genius. Yes,
1: it's also interesting. You know, if you put in, you know our own perspective on it because we know what happened. Yeah. If you think in Billy Joel's like. I'm fucking out of here yeah. <laughs> this band. Well, we'll get to that yeah. we'll
0: get to that uh, we don't have to watch this whole thing because you get the idea and it's yeah. not that yeah. great
1: there's, so. there's not, a lot of, not a lot of Joel
0: yeah and I want to backtrack a little bit and, and sort of make sure no one thinks I'm actually comparing Billy Joel to Pete Townsend in terms <laughs> of genius I'm saying relative to the yes. groups they were in yes I would bet that Billy Joel was the actual guy with some musical vision and the other ones were like his fucking high school buddies yes. who were like yeah let's form a rock mm-hmm.
2: band let's do this thing it'll be mm-hmm. cool
0: So The Hassles didn't last too long, but um, two of the guys from The Hassles went on to form another band in the early 70s. One of them was Billy Joel. The other one was The Drummer, just keyboards and drums. Mm -hmm. And uh, they called themselves Attila, and they were sort of uh, hard rock kind of... uh,
1: I don't know this at all.
0: Yeah, uh, well, we'll hear it. And again, it's real. It's sort of by. It's a different style of music, but it's real by the numbers. Early seventies hard rock. A little bit of a different sound and a little bit of a different look for Billy. Um, So this is is from 1970. This is the song "Wonder Woman" by Attila. And
1: this is just him and the him and the drummer and
0: the drummer from the Hassles. They split off and formed a band with just the two of them. Okay. Again, this is at like the height of Led Zeppelin. And, yeah. yeah.
2: Woman, so now that is Billy. That's
1: Billy. Yes. Woman, you can kind
0: of get a sense of it. Oh, this cover. <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> so this, what we're watching, isn't a music video. It's just the audio, but it does have a static image of the album cover from Attila.
1: Do yourself a favor and go
0: to our playlist. Go yes. to
1: 24 seconds into Attila.
0: They'll hang on it for a little while. And I there's mean, some more pictures in it. That
1: is unbelievable.
0: Yeah, they're sort of doing like that thing that early Queen did where they were like a hard rock band. Yeah, and it's sort of uh, Lord of the rings Yeah, you know? <laughs> They're holding
1: helmets and wearing medieval garb. Yeah. <laughs> Billy's Billy's got like a Paul Stanley haircut now but still the same stash.
0: yeah yeah wow we'll hear a little more of that uh, not
2: the Billy Joel that's ad- no, no, we would not come at all. no not
0: at all but he does play keyboards yeah you with can hear yeah and I think with the hassles he played keys so he's he, there's the piano man's waiting to bust that yeah but there's only, like, four or five years between this and, and Piano Man.
2: Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's a real
1: 180. It sounds a little bit like the Guess Who to me. I swear to God I was going to say it. Yeah. That little American woman. Not as
0: good. I mean, he's no Burton Cummings with mouth the Rock, but... Um, but, yeah, it's sort of like Little Guess Who, a little yeah. smidge of Zeppelin in there, but yeah not not achieving those heights. It's Like Billy hasn't found himself. Yet. No. No, cuz he's not he's not himself. He's, he's posing. He's doing what was popular. This is this is sort of uh, you know, this is he's chasing trends here a little yeah. bit. With the Hassles he was chasing trends, yeah. but uh, you know, he hadn't found himself yet. I mean, the
1: square Billy Joel that we grew up with is seems much more comfortable yeah. than this Billy Joel in Medieval Gear. I mean,
0: I wouldn't say that this is terrible. It's no. not unlistenably bad. Yeah. I wouldn't even say it's bad at all, but it's also not good. Exactly. And it's just, it's real middle of the road. Plus, but the name Attila, you're just like, Whoa. I feel like that's a kick ass hard rock band name that sort of got wasted <laughs> it's, a, it's the wrong name for a Billy Joel um, sure. piece of work yeah but a better band in this mode could be named Attila yes. and that's that's kind of a kick you
1: I could say. have Attila as a name for a band today and Yeah, it'd still be good
0: Let's play just a little bit more of it I don't know if they use studio musicians because officially the roster of the band is just the two yeah the cover's just those two so yeah.
1: just, again that's weird of a hard rock duo
0: yeah that's weird is, uh, precursor to the, maybe the white stripes and the black jeans. Yeah. It,
2: right? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> All right, we yeah, get the idea. <laughs> we, we, we get where you're coming from, Billy. Yeah.
0: So just to wrap up this this uh, pre Joel. Segment. Uh, I found a video. This is uh, a QA at Harvard in 1994 where Billy was just, just in an auditorium taking <clears throat> questions from fans. And uh, one young lady uh, wanted to find out what happened to the rest of the hassles at Attila so we get a little bit of history wow. from Billy in this clip and about this the, 90- dudes, the dudes from the band and this, this is in 94 yeah this clip is from 94 so it's after Billy stopped yeah, right after he stopped recording yeah. uh, music uh, but someone asked him about the hassles in Attila and he's very forthcoming and there's some cool stories here so let's watch this It An Evening of Questions and Answers, Sanders Theater, Harvard University, Cambridge, Massachusetts, October 3rd,
1: 1994. Yeah, he just finished recording, like, it may maybe, like, a year or two.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, River of Dreams is 1993, the, uh, right?
3: Mustard colored sweater. Is that a mustard? Yeah. Brownish. Oh, Billy. Okay, it's the lighting. Uh, it's... He's so um, down to I was wondering. He's wearing
1: a, wearing, wearing a scarf. A what yeah.
4: happened to the rest of the hassles and Attila,
3: those bands that you were in? She's like, she knows she's
1: okay, cool well, that, she knows so that she knows Yeah, because she lives wasn't lives. around at that
0: time. It was like, like, me
3: and a drummer, and the drummer was a guy named John Small. And John Small is a very successful video clip producer and director. Uh, and it's, it was actually my first ex-wife's first husband
1: oh my god that
0: sounds about right for Billy Joel
3: All very incestuous Um,
0: and also was. so just just to make sure that's clear to the audience Billy Joel married his bandmate got divorced the only other guy in Attila Mm -hmm. divorced his wife and then Billy married that that woman woman. and then later divorced her that's that's pretty (laughs) rock and roll it's pretty (laughs) rock and roll it's It's also
1: like yeah that's so Billy oh Billy (laughs) the hassles
3: so John Small is very active and is a very good friend of mine, and a close friend, and because we both share an ex-wife, we have <laughs> a lot of good stories to swap. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, The other guys in the hassles, okay. The bass player just died, a guy named Howie Blauvelt. Uh he, he just died. He had a massive heart attack my age, scared the living shit out of me. Um... The, uh, uh, the the guitar player works, I believe, the last thing I know about him is he works for the United States Post Office. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, but we saw him down in Florida, Brian Right? This is, by the way, the gentleman's worked with me close to 25 years, my sound man, Brian Ruggles. Okay. <clears throat> Who really wants to move to Florida. i, I actually, I know him long enough That he's actually into golf now.
0: All right, Billy, she asked about. Yeah, let's get to the hassles that it does. I I used to caddy.
3: I can't stand golf. I don't understand (laughs) golf at all. Two guys dropped dead on me while I was caddying. And I said, Where's the the enjoyment here? They hated everything about it. Okay, uh, all right, so that was uh, the guitar player, Richie McKenna. He's down in Florida. I really don't know what he does right now. Okay, now the other guy was. uh, drummer I talked about, and, uh, bass player died, Richard McKenna. Oh, the lead singer. Oh, here
0: we go. And really this is the guy, we just to refresh your memory, the, the good-looking <laughs> guy. Yes. Yeah. The, the front man. Yeah.
3: Really good-looking guy, great hair,
2: mm-hmm,
3: mm-hmm. Uh, front man. You know what a front man is? I don't know if they call him front man anymore. A front man was like, Mick Jagger was the original front man. You know, like, great body, long, lean, great hair, pouty lips, you know.
0: And yeah, people know who Mick Jagger he is, Bill. We like get it, Bill. <laughs>
2: uh,
3: little John, his name was Little John, John Thysack. He became a Jesus freak. <laughs> uh, look, you ask me, I'm telling you. Uh,
0: <coughs> you can say he's bored again. <laughs> yeah, Billy's a little dismissive. I feel. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's blue collar, blue collar Billy.
1: But at the same token, he's kind of like I, this. Might be me projecting, but yeah. he's a little like I'm Billy Joel, and then there's these guys. A
0: little bit, a little yeah, bit. There's some ego there,
3: which rightfully so. I wrote me a song. letter actually after I put out the uh, the, rec- the recording of only the good Die Young scolding me, which I thought was hysterical because this was the original deviant of all time. Um, you know, when you discover Jesus, all of a sudden everybody else is wrong and you're right. And uh, Robey, I said <laughs> you should know better. And uh, uh, obviously, some other people felt like that because actually that song got banned in Boston. Really? It did, and it got banned at Seton Hall University, and the Archdiocese of St. Louis banned it from whatever they can ban.
0: Interesting.
3: Quite frankly, the record was dying on the charts, and then when they banned it, people went out in droves and bought this thing. Of course What are we not yes. supposed to hear It's a great song Yeah I love that song What don't they want us to hear And the, the record became this huge record And I wrote letters to the Archbishop of St. Louis Thank you very much Oh <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
3: So let's see Little John Who else was there in the Hassles? That was it Right Howie Little John John Small Richie McKenna So that's what's what happened to the rest of the Hassels. Okay
0: so that's, that's it. Um, I, although that, that Q&A is now more than 20 years old, so who knows who's alive. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I did do a little research and noticed that uh, Little John, the front man from the Hassles, is uh, suffering from cancer right now. There's like a... What I found on him was like a GoFundMe to help pay for oh, his wow. cancer treatments. He is still alive, but he's very sick. But uh, wow. So that's a bummer. But that's, that's the latest update I could find on any of uh, Billy Joel's old bandmates. Um, so yeah, that's just a little... <laughs> Billy Joel prehistory. <laughs> before before you knew who the real. I'm Billy surprised was. that you you had never heard I of the no Houses or Attila. Nope, I only yeah. knew of Billy as a solo artist. Yep. Uh, well, let's get into that. Let's just I mean enough you know preamble. Let's yeah. just watch. Teasing. A, let's watch a Billy Joel music video. That's what we really want uh, for a big hit. Everyone's going to recognize this, um, yep. and the video's pretty nightmarish.
1: This video. Uh, I think this came out. I might have been like twelve or thirteen.
0: I would have been a baby. <clears throat> yeah. Um, it's we're gonna we're gonna watch the video for "Pressure." Everybody knows this song,
1: yeah, and this video freaked me the fuck out. I
0: can imagine, especially being a little kid. And you mentioned this in the second episode about how there was always a some videos had a creepy vibe to them, yes. even when they weren't overtly frightening. Yeah, but. Even like in terms of Billy Joel's repertoire, this is one of his uh, darker songs. Yes, not that Billy Joel is never that dark, but... Uh, this one is is particularly... The video yeah. and the song. So we'll just watch this and you talk through it and, yes. and you tell me your memories. Because I don't really have memories of the video. I, I vaguely remember it. But.
1: And I think around this time, I did not have cable TV yet so so like, you worked on like Friday night video. Friday night videos, yeah. so I'd watch it late at
0: night or like night fl- well no because that was USA so yeah.
1: You wouldn't have had that either. No. yeah and so like this whole 1984 Orwellian look yeah of him being forced to look at or Clockwork Orange as well mm-hmm. to look at this sort of video constant montage of badness in the
2: world yeah and him selling it <laughs> oh my he's god he's actor
0: I also do want to mention, like, when we, in our second episode, when we looked at videos from the early years of MTV, we had a lot to say about how, like, people are still figuring out how Mm -hmm. to make a video and how to spend a budget, which in very few examples was particularly high. But this video, especially, if this is 82 or 83, has a pretty decent production value to it.
1: It does. It looks like it costs some money. And there's parts of it, we'll get to it. The scariest part of this <laughs> whole video <laughs> right. that freaked me out. That I was like, "How do they do it?" I mean, yeah, he's really overacting in it. Which is which album is this on? Is it Glasshouse? Nylon Curtain. Oh,
2: okay. That's <laughs> the,
0: that's the one after Glasshouse, right?
2: Okay. Yes, yes. This is before his
1: big one, "An Innocent Man," mm-hmm. uh, which was that big one, "Tell Her About It." That whole
2: right. So this is right before
1: this one had Allentown in it. As well. That's like, my favorite Billy. It's a great down. song. Yeah. It's a great song. I would be more I'm more partial to pressure
0: as the song or the video both okay both so this is just uh, it's just like like a nightmarish through the looking glass sort of scenario yeah Yeah. like
1: he's in a bed but the bed is in a like river yeah and I remember just going like his bedroom is flooding yeah
0: it does this just is, seem to be like these are stress dreams that Billy Joel yes, that he ha- actually had. It's about pressure, and so these are the, the stress yes.
2: dreams that he saw. This
1: is the part that freaked me out so much. He's at a party, he's asleep <laughs> on a couch, he wakes up, and people are, like, floating through the air, going into water, and, and he now he
0: sinks s- into the floor. This
1: scared the fuck out
0: of me. Yeah, it's, it's, especially when you're a little kid, this would be legitimately creepy. Yeah,
1: and you're like... And I remember also going how do, how do they do that how do they how do they <laughs> get him into the rug what and you're like no they just kind of pulled them Yeah, under. He's probably on a platform yeah, and, yeah. but it's stupid twelve overthink I'm like oh, what what kind of effects did they do to do that and
0: and that's that's a that is a, a real stress dream thing that you kind of like kids are always afraid of going down the the uh, drain in the bathtub yeah. and stuff like that. Sort of what it looks it's like. It's
1: sort of what it looks like. And I just remember being, you know, Friday Night Video yeah. was on at like 11.30 mm-hmm. and I was up a little too late. Just yeah. fucking freaked out. <laughs> Plus the song is, it's the song's it's a driving beat. Yeah. You're just like, oh my God. It's not uh,
0: soothing. No.
1: I'm going to go ahead and say that this video kind of holds up a little bit. Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. In fact... Uh, Billy Joel had a lot of high production, yeah. good videos. Some of them are cheesy. Yes. This one's not cheesy. No. This is pretty well done. Yeah. Yeah. It's well done and it's not, I mean, there are things that scare you when you're a kid and then you see them when you're an adult and you're like, oh, that's absurd. That's so yeah. stupid. Yeah. But this is still legitimately, like, creepy. Yeah. It's it, it, it legitimately works. creepy videos. It works really yeah. well. The little
2: kid now
1: stuck in the TV, that's yeah. a little creepy. Yeah.
0: I mean this is uh, just about as rock and roll as Billy Joel gets yeah yeah I mean this is not only does the video still work but the song is still good
2: oh yeah I'm, I'm a big fan of this song. yeah
0: big fan it's just not my favorite because I like when Billy Joel is like friendly and upbeat I, was, <laughs> I like, like like I said my. my life is, is, life is... you
1: scared me too much Billy <laughs> It's too much failure. <laughs> do a doo wop song, really. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, that's what you do. Yeah. Uh, I mean my still my all time favorite Philly Joe song would be My Life.
0: Yeah. I love that song. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But this this is just one of those first videos you see as a kid when videos were becoming big and you're like, Oh
0: my god. Yeah. He really uh I mean I wonder if that how much that contributed contributed to his longevity as an artist in the 80s was just... He really seemed to nail music videos. Yeah, he didn't... At the... In in the early going. with Yeah.
1: Like, this is... Not only is it well done, it's really good of the time because it has that whole 80s paranoia, cocaine, AIDS, shit's
0: bad vibe. Yep. Um, It's more well made than early videos. The narrative is a little bit more sustained, but it's still... You know, it's artistic and visual, and there's a lot of shit going on, but it it works really well. I'm a big
1: fan of this um, keyboard band. Yeah, I really always really liked it.
2: Yep.
0: I mean, I think you could make a case that this is Billy Joel's best music video. I would go ahead and say yes. I'm trying to think of a really yeah. Yeah,
1: maybe we didn't start the fire. Maybe no, it's not as you know. It's hard to say because the song is people make fun of a song so much <laughs> yeah. that it's hard to separate. But
0: I'm like that came after "It's the End of the World as We Know It," right? Yeah, a I year or so, so. two. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: Because yeah. uh, the we uh, we didn't start the fire was '89.
0: Yeah, so yeah. That's a, yes, a year or yeah. two later. All right. Well, um, now that we we got to watch a video, let's go back in time again a few more years. This is a cool video I found. Um, and I think I sent you... You sent me this. I've seen About this. a year ago. Yes. Kirk and I, uh, we used to work together. And I remember sending you this yep. at the office. But yep. we're going to watch it again. This is a video. Um, it's just a couple minutes of an interview with Billy Joel from 1977. So he has a couple albums out. But he's really... This is where he started. He would have had
1: Just the Way You Are, which was huge. Yeah.
0: Well, this is probably even before The Stranger, I would think. Seventy-seven, just based on his youth, maybe. I, I, or maybe I, that's the year. The year that I don't know. It doesn't. Yeah. But but he's pretty young. He mentions in the video that he's twenty-seven years old. Okay. During this interview, and he's sitting at a piano and smoking a cigarette and just sort of talking about his style of playing piano. This is fascinating. It's yeah, and he's just really likable. I think in this, but that ego is already there, just a little
1: channels. bit. Right? First of all, twenty-seven. That cap is fucking
0: great this is really 1977 like yeah. New York just pre-punk where
1: yeah I'm wearing a cool t-shirt I got a cool white cap on I'm smoking a cigarette with yeah. maroon pants on yeah. That's an, it's a great look yeah and I want to
4: be a good musician
3: okay what does Billy Joel want to put out to an audience when he goes on stage I'll tell you the truth I
4: don't really know
0: I... No, of course you do. You tried with the hassles until <laughs> uh, this is only a couple of years later. We know that you're still figuring so it out. So Long Island. <laughs> go up
4: there, something ha- happens. I don't remember what I do on stage, and when I get off stage, people say, that was really great when you did that, and I said, did I do that? I don't really remember. I just go up there and perform. I get totally behind it.
0: It's like, are stage. you full of shit? Yeah, he's being a little too cool for school yeah. hey, whatever. You know, he's, he's building a mystery yeah. he's being, <laughs> you're, right, you're right, he's becoming right. a rock star He's building a mystery yeah, he,
4: he writes on the piano And I don't really think he knows how to play the piano when he, you know... <laughs> Now that's so simple and fresh I would never write anything like that Because it's too simple, it's too obvious <laughs> other song that's very impressive off that Piano Man album Is uh, Billy the Kid it's a nonsense song. It, it, it's it, in, Musically, it's like a Western movie soundtrack. Why did you get the opening? Why this is, point. How did you get the yeah. opening? You mean the... Uh... Right. Sure. So that's kind of like, you know, you go into the movies and you see the uh, the credits roll down. Randolph Scott, Lee Van Cleef, Clint Eastwood, you know. And uh, the theme is kind of like... Um, one of my favorite pieces is the theme from the Magnificent Seven, which is the, the, the you know that, they've made into a cigarette. Count.
0: I love that because the, the theme from Magnificent Seven is my favorite, like movie soundtrack theme ever. Is it really? Yeah. So That's just about, even just when he plays that, that little, little bar bit, of it, I get just a get chill. like a charge off of it. Yeah.
2: man,
4: but um, the, the melody was. have been a theme to a western movie soundtrack so the lyrics to it are all historically inaccurate but they sound western you know to somebody from new york wheel in west virginia sounds like out western you know, utah oklahoma rio Grande. um they, they are impressionistic in a way but they're, they're all wrong i mean they're all Totally fabricated out of my imagination. <laughs> it's not the story the I'm just a kid. douchebag from it's Long Island. I don't know what I'm man. talking about. a kid. It comes out of me, man. the book of Joel. And Elton really broke the piano pop barrier. And he became the, uh, the definitive piano rock artist. And anybody who became known after him was compared to Elton John. Uh, I don't lay the same way he does Elton's style is, is uh, very rhythmic you know like, uh, and, uh, uh, or like Leon Russell is another guy he used to now he's just showing here's who
0: I can do <laughs> but that's that's why it's so interesting because yes. like the whole time that he was d- chasing trends with mm-hmm. those earlier bands You know, clearly he's been playing piano his whole life. Yeah. He obviously has a command of the instrument and different styles and can explain to you how different players play. He probably can play anything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so knowing that he was trying those other things with those other bands and now he's just a solo artist and he is just sort of doing his own thing. It's like, yeah, man, you got there, Billy. (laughs) You did it. You did, yeah. Because in the in a second he's going to say like he's going to explain this is how I play, and you're like, oh yeah, that's what <laughs> Billy Joel sounds like.
4: And he's more like gospel. Well,
0: we are Russell first. Yeah.
4: Oh, rap. And my style is probably uh, it's more five finger, more movement stuff. Um, I, I took a while for people to. To get away from using the Elton John comparison, I think it's pretty much died down at this point. I hope so. Please. Please. Give me a break. Give me a break,
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Hmm.
0: Sounds like a Billy Joel song. It
2: sound like Billy Joel.
0: Hand flip at the end. Two. Two things. Yeah.
1: One... I always love when piano play. I'm not a musician. Mm -hmm. I love when piano players play and look away. I think it's the greatest (laughs) and coolest. So, any piano players out there, if you ever like looking away while you play, I think that's so cool. Yeah, because I'm always like, how are you not looking at your keys? And look at in this video, he's just like, Yeah, I'm looking around, I'm
2: talking to this. Right, you know,
0: because you're a writer, right? You don't hunt and peck when you type. You know where the keys are now. You're I guess probably, that's true. You bro- probably bro- have a conversation with someone and look them in the eye and talk to them while you're writing sentences. I guess maybe because you, you have a the- command over your instrument. Oh, thanks, Paul. You know, I, I don't know if that's true. I've never watched <laughs> you type. I know it's true for me. I was giving you credit for writing. I'm going to go ahead and say
1: yes. <laughs> uh, I'm going to ahead and say yes and say that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, but I'm always just amazed by that, and I think it's the coolest thing. Yeah. Second thing. I thought about this, and I forgot that this was in the video, and I was going to bring this up anyway. I maintain that uh, Billy Joel's better than Elton John. I'm a bigger... I think... I like Billy Joel. Well, I think what do you mean by that? Like, he's a
0: more talented piano I, player? Or you like his songs, songs I think his songs are better.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I think he's got better... He's got more hits.
0: Well, he's definitely more got more hits. And you, look, we're both, like, pop guys. Yeah. You and I both like pop music. But I think you do a little bit more than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, no way. Huh? Oh, oh, that Just I, I enjoy more. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. In, like, in this case, I would disagree with you. I think yeah. Elton John mm-hmm. is more talented. But then there's also, you have to factor in the fact that he had a lyricist that he worked with, and how much does that affect yeah. the style of his music. But, um... Like I can name, I can't. I think you could probably break down their piano playing talent in a way that I don't. I, yeah, I, can't, I can't do. do. No, I can't do. No,
1: but I, I, there are more Billy Joel songs I like than Elton John songs I like. Sure. So compared, compared to that,
0: I would say this. I think there are probably more Billy Joel songs that I know and like that Elton John than Elton John songs mm-hmm. that I don't like. But I like the Elton John songs more than I like Billy Joel okay. songs. Okay.
1: Yeah, that's that's not where I am, but I could see where you're at with that. Yeah, I also I
0: like Billy Joel songs don't like take me away the way some some Elton songs do. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: I I think pound for pound, I enjoy more of Billy Joel songs, and then I also on the flip side of that, I think the Bad on Jung songs are worse than the worst. Yeah, the eighties Billy Joel songs. Yes, I think Billy Joel.
0: Billy Joel eased into the '80s better than Elton did. Yeah, he had a little struggle with it. Yes, but in the '70s, Elton is better. I would say this. Um, I would say Billy Joel is a better pop artist, but mm-hmm. Elton John is a better singer-songwriter. Can you, with a lyricist? Sure. Yeah, okay. Bernie Taupin gets the credit that he <laughs> okay. deserves. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Uh, all right. So there was a there was a portion of that interview where he was talking about like oh, I just sort of make up the place names and like. Approximate what a western is yeah. to a New York kid. Well, uh, we all know Billy Joel loves places. He sings about places <laughs> a lot in his song. And there was this viral video uh, a couple years ago. I think I sent this to you too. I
1: vaguely remember this.
0: Someone did a supercut
2: yes, where no, they
0: spliced yeah. up every single instance of Billy Joel mentioning any location and, and supercut all of those from all of his works into one... I do. Like three minute long video just of Billy Joel saying the names of places. I'm almost positive you disagree. And then they also cut together for the YouTube video like little ima- like images of every place that he oh, names. Wow. So I want to I watch this whole thing <laughs> from his first album to his last ever. It's called, the name of this video is Billy Joel, Just the Locations. <laughs> and it's, it's a real hoot.
2: Oh! <laughs> Oh, you did send me this. Yeah. I
1: like in the left-hand corner. They have the, the album remember, and yeah, the year.
0: Yeah.
1: Still on just this first album. This yeah. is
2: insane. <laughs> in River, <New> <laughs> East,
4: Chinatown, Riverside, the Empire
2: State, the Forty Second Street, the
4: South, West, the
2: <laughs> he covers the
1: whole United States There's, I mean oh. I mean, it's insane Mm-hmm I mean, we just hit 1980. We just <laughs> yes. hit it.
0: We're not halfway done yet. That's insane.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are fictional. Places. Yes, but there's, there's still places. <laughs> <laughs> You have a point to make? Yeah.
1: Oh, I mean, this is going to go on well. This one song is great. This this
0: leans pretty heavily on uh, We Didn't Start the Fire. But still, though,
1: (laughs) all that it led up to is
2: that's a ton. Now we're on his last album. We're about to wrap it up. Yeah.
0: So that That is fantastic. Not only... Okay. uh, That video is very funny and it's very silly. But I think it also, like, it gets to the heart of what makes Billy Joel's songwriting his own thing. Mm -hmm. Like, that's very specific to him he has like in his you know story songs he is very good about you know putting you in an environment especially when he's singing about like new york yeah he puts you in a place in time and he makes those specifics and that's like a real calling card of his yes
1: yeah it's interesting too i i would love to be like if there was like a therapist looking at this going, does that mean anything? <laughs> like the fact that he's so, I mean, not just that we didn't start the fire song, but like all of it before yeah. there's so many locations. Does that mean anything? Is that a part of him? I mean, it has to, cause
0: it's not just long Island where he's from. Yeah, he's not talking <laughs> he's like talking Allentown. About the song Allentown is all about Allentown, Pennsylvania and yeah. how, you know, um, It was uh, an industrial town and then, you know, factories shut down and people lost their jobs. But he mentions the specifics, like there's Allentown, there's Bethlehem, which is a neighboring town in Lehigh Valley, which I know because I have a friend who lives in Lehigh Valley, and so I know, like, those places there. And he's, you know, he gets those specifics right. Yeah. And he he didn't grow up there. He clearly, like, did some research to write this song.
1: And it works. Yeah. Yeah, it's just fascinating that that's his thing. Yeah. Yes. Uh, one of the the pointed I forgot all about this I'll make this quick yeah it has nothing to do with location but he did the song uh, one of the songs was Big Man on Mulberry Street okay which he mentions Mulberry Street and they show the for- Dr. Seuss book that yes. I remember from when I was a kid I forgot that when I was in college <laughs> I was a dance minor in college ooh yeah and <laughs> I danced to that song <laughs> was it assigned to you Or did you choose it I chose it Awesome It was uh, <laughs> It was jazz dance level two Yeah And you uh, your, your final was to dance a final You had yeah. to choreograph it And do it on stage And you did it in the All on your own Yes You did your student showcase Well you you, you brought people in Like other dancers and stuff Okay So you, it was And it was called The uh, student dance showcase It was a huge thing Like it was sold out The theater every spring and I did it to Big Men on Mulberry Street with two girls that I picked from the dance company. And eventually I was just like, Hey, can you guys choreograph
0: this for me for my grade? <laughs> <laughs> so you just totally like didn't I, do the, the I came work at up
1: all. with the idea of like me oh this is so hack. Me chasing two girls. Yeah. Ending up with neither one and they're kinda like, Oh, that's a good idea, we'll do this, we'll do this and put that together mm-hmm. had nothing to do with the Billy Joe song. Like the
0: song. That's okay though. Yeah. It's your artistic no. interpretation. That's but not. what I'm getting at is you were supposed to choreograph it yourself. Yes. And you did not. No. And do you now hold a degree with a minor in dance? Yes. Say you didn't fucking earn. That
1: that <laughs> semester I didn't <laughs> earn, Paul. No, no. Okay. Look.
0: <laughs> yeah, we all cut some
1: chords. <laughs> listen, if yeah. I was a sophomore in college. <laughs> I, you know.
0: Yeah, but I love that video because it's not its not making fun of Billy Joel. No, it's, it's just, just... It's having some fun with mm-hmm. Billy Joel, but it's also, to me, that really boils down what makes Billy Joel's music kind of unique. Yeah. It makes it's, it great. It's, it's not... Those, uh, yeah. The, all those specifics. Yeah. yeah. I don't see it as a diss either. No, know. no, not at all. But it is fun to uh, to watch. All right, mm-hmm. let's watch just a straight up and down another Billy Joel video oh, yeah, that yeah, you chose. True. Yes. I... I Kind of remembered the pressure video. I don't really remember this video at all, but of course I know the song. This is the video for You're Only Human. <clears throat> yes. And this in parentheses, Second Wind.
1: Yes. Yeah. Don't forget your Second Wind. Right. Yes. Um, we'll go ahead and play oh, yeah, it. Yeah, let's Talk go get into cause it. Because there's a little, little bit of acting going on in the beginning of
0: it. Okay. Oh, um, like, yeah, I like when videos really get cinematic with it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, basically a young kid. I'm guessing that's like the Brooklyn Bridge or something. He's climbing the bridge. <laughs> yeah. He's going to kill himself because mm-hmm. he lost his... His girlfriend dumped him. Was that explained? Or... You'll see it okay, in... Okay, this is... Yeah. And that's not in the beginning, but like, basically his life's not... That's the big part of it. His life's not going right. He's going to jump. hmm It's 1985 and this kid's had enough. He's had enough of this world, man. Yeah. He's going to leave this mortal coil. I think he's going to look at his girlfriend... See so that's how you get. Oh, they broke up. I'm gonna do it.
0: Oh, he dropped his wallet into the. Yeah.
1: And there's a wind coming, which could
0: be a second wind. We don't know. It's, and then there's a magical harmonica. Billy Joel. Billy Joel. Wait a minute. Did he just play? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, did he just quote Piano Man? He just did Piano Man. On his yes, yes, mouth, he did. And he's mouth. like a guardian
2: angel yes. playing the harmonica dressed this in black is
0: uh, what's the name of the guardian angel from uh, It's a Wonderful Life Clarence Clarence he's, he's, he's a Clarence he's a Clarence right okay and then it gets into this really poppy this is this is a real poppy song yeah
2: okay.
1: now this was off of the uh,
0: greatest hits volume 1 and 2 Oh, this is one... Yeah, when they will have a new track or two to this make you this buy... This is the one new track the on music you already have. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this is the one. Sure. <laughs> and... Oh, now it's the farce.
2: It was yeah. going
1: to be a suicide,
0: here's, and now it's a...
1: Yeah. Here's, what's, this, here's why this is so weird.
2: Yeah.
1: It's a peppy song. The things that happen in the video aren't that bad? Yeah. It's not like he's being beaten by his father and he lives in a hovel. Mm-hmm. He got into a car accident and his girlfriend broke up with him and he's like, I'm gonna kill myself.
0: Look, being a teenager's hard. <laughs> Maybe it's you hard. don't remember. <laughs> Way back when. But when those things happen to you, those are the biggest things that have ever
2: happened.
1: <laughs> but so it's just, and, and I remember when this came out, they're like, oh, Billy Joe's doing an anti-suicide song. It's really. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and there's there's a moment here that I remember reading about. Class of '88, when I graduated high school. See, if you killed yourself, you wouldn't graduate. You never graduated. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, the sentiment is nice. Yeah. But it's just such an
0: odd. It's it's too happy to where like. If you were suicidal and you were going to listen to a, a song to get you out of it, it would, this is too heavy. Like, yeah. this, would, this would drive you to This would drive you to
2: work. Yes.
1: Billy <laughs> yes. Joel's fishing and not paying My
0: attention. Life is just wacky. Yeah, it's a really the wacky Yeah. No, it's a, a real anti-suicide song needs to be like, look, I know what you're going through. Yes. This is like... I know this is hard, and it is hard, but you're going to get through it. But but, but this is like, hey, come what you on! About? Hey, it's fine. Yeah, that thing's it's not what you need to hear. Forget in your, about it. This <laughs> is not.
1: Yeah. And he saved a life, yeah. and if, he did, if he'd killed himself, he wouldn't have saved a
2: life. Yeah.
0: Like they're doing it's a wonderful life, but it's not quite striking
2: the yes. let
1: It's just fascinating here. And so then he's going back. This oh, yeah, no, no. Someone's like, he's, he has to witness the police telling this.
0: <gasps> Parents, that oh, is... <laughs>
1: Look how somber Joe
0: looks. Sort of a moment of real darkness now in the middle of it. In the middle of it, yeah. Happiest song. It's such a
1: weird video.
0: This is what would happen to your parents if you killed themselves. Watch your mother. Look at your mother. Watch your mother just. (laughs) Bew! Into madness because of of the despair. You did this.
1: (laughs)
2: Oh, George gone. Young George Young And he
1: was young Young Get it? Uh, do you understand what we're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was young <laughs> And his girlfriend's actually crying she, You know she blames herself a little bit <laughs> She dumped him Well it is her fault She she But <laughs> like There were angry. other things going on That car <laughs>
0: accident
1: uh... And here comes the second wind the again The literal wind Yes Okay, there's something coming up really soon. I just want to point out,
0: yeah. like, you know it's a cool guardian angel because he's wearing fingerless gloves. <laughs> That's
1: right. I did not notice You're the Like a five gloves. o'clock
0: shadow and fingerless yeah. gloves. It's like, ah, this, this yeah. angel's sort of bad. He's, he's no square. <laughs> oh, see, now they got married. Oh, yeah, see, if you don't kill yourself, your girlfriend will come back to you. Yes, yeah. well, yeah. Okay. That's, so that's a weird little bit that I remember from this. on
1: I swear to God, I remember reading this, I don't know if it was in Rolling Stone or whatever, but they kinda played that moment off as, Oh, that was I was in the studio and I messed up. Yeah. But because the song's about being only human,
0: I laughed and left it in. Oh, but it's so contrived. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No yeah. one would believe that. No.
1: But I remember reading that going, What? <laughs>
2: Oh. <laughs> now they're gonna walk
1: dance together.
2: Yeah. That nice gonna <laughs> kiss him yeah. They no. will moment. Yeah. So things
0: are good. Is he gonna walk him into traffic and <laughs> hey, push him in? <laughs> like you deserve yeah. to die.
1: <laughs> it's all been a ruse. <laughs> it's all been a big ruse. So now he goes to make
2: up
0: with his girlfriend. Yeah. I was gonna kill myself, but like, uh, but I like want who? you back, baby. I think if we did it, it'd be great. Yeah.
1: <laughs> She's got wonderful '80s hair, though. It's just.
2: Hey, wait. So so yeah, okay. Yeah.
0: He's still the piano.
1: And he threw him the harmonica, and he got to keep the harmonica.
0: Yeah, they had oh. it. They made it glint in post, yes. just so you wouldn't miss it. <laughs> but Yes, that is. You're only human. Yeah, when we talked about uh, cheesy videos. Although that's not as cheesy as the one I had in mind, which we don't have time to watch it, but I was thinking of the video for Keeping the Faith. Oh, God. Where yes. he's in, like, the brightest, most uh, day glow, technicolor yes. courtroom ever.
1: Yes, and there's a lot of dancing going yes. on. And, yeah, yeah. Yep. And there's
0: also. Um, what's the doo wop song? Longest Time? The Longest Time, yeah. where he goes to his class reunion. Yes. And all of his, his doo wop buddies from high them. school come in, and then they, like,. See a vision of their younger selves. There's... You can do a deep dive into Billy Joel's music videos. <laughs> yeah, deep dive into So treat, treat yourself if you're listening. We don't have them all here. Um, but do go into YouTube and, like, if you're bored one afternoon, watch it. Yes. Watch all of Billy Joel's watch music videos. Watch all of Billy Joel's. Yeah. Make you feel good. All right, you sent me this next video. Yes. I had never seen it or heard about it. But I guess it's sort of like a viral... Yeah, uh, it's pretty legendary. Legendary celebrity freakout yes. video. How much of the backstory do you know? A little bit. Okay, because I found a New York Times article about it from nineteen eighty-seven, the day after it happened, that fleshes out a little bit of what happened. So let's watch this video is just called Billy Joel Goes Crazy in Concert, and he does mm-hmm. as a, a little bit of a freak out. Yes. Um, so you'll hear him freak out. We'll describe some of what he's yes. doing and then we'll talk about
2: it afterwards.
1: Stop lying in the
4: audience. Why does it always seem to hit me in the middle of the night? Stop it! <laughs> so best. I
1: stop. Uh, show, <laughs> say, yes. Okay, hold on. I mean, that's just
0: <laughs> like he's l- literally not missing a beat. No, he's that can much he's of a professional. waiting for the rest yep. to shout at whoever he's shouting at. Stop lighting the audience! Stop it! Let me do my show! Pop song, pop song. What are you doing? It's... Pop song. But the best part about this, go to musicregan.com slash playlist and watch the video because the best part about this is not Billy Joel. It's the guitar player in the foreground who is just ignoring just completely and so high energy yes, and just having the just, time just happy to be on, yeah. on tour literally with Billy Joel literally doing kicks because yes. he's so full of joy just psyched to be on tour with Billy Joel while Billy Joel is like boiling with yeah. hate losing, losing his shit losing his shit but still doing the song and not losing a step but like shouting in between that's
1: what like. makes it so amazing yeah. but then he will then he can't taste it, it will get worse And now that he's just had it. Oh, yeah. he Tosses yes. a piano.
0: During the guitar slash keytar bit... Yes. Billy just fully flipped over his organ and smashed it.
1: Yes, and then walks to the front of the stage. Yes.
0: And he, he does this weird little skip. He jumps over But and it's like a rage-filled yeah. skip.
1: And he's like mean-mugging whoever's in the... He's uh, not in the booth. No, he's, he's really
0: He's unhappy. just glaring at the guy. Yeah. Now he's smashing a mic stand. And he's beating up a mic stand. And everyone's just still playing. Yeah. But not like to be rock and roll. He's just. He's just that. He's mad. just having yeah. a it's temper not a, tantrum.
1: It's not a rock and roll, moment, but he's having a fit.
0: Yes, he's smashing shit, but it's just yeah. pure anger. But. Still singing into a broken mic stand. <laughs> and then smashing it some more. And it goes back <laughs> to sing. And goes back into the song. It's amazing. A line from the song. And then smash. And then a line from the
1: song. And then smash. So. All I really know is that my and I'm gonna give credit to uh, uh, one of our longtime listeners Mm -hmm. Mike Byer who's the big Billy Joel fan who sent me that a years ago yes and uh, again we laughed at the exact same things that you laughed at too Mm -hmm. it's also funny because that song is not a huge hit
0: Sometimes a fantasy it's It's a good one though
1: it's a good one it's just funny too that it's that that song it's not like one of his huge hits it's kind of like pressure would've would've made sense yeah exactly (laughs) or if it had been the longest time he just lost it but that would've been fun but it's if I'm not mistaken, it was in Russia? Yes. Okay, that's really the only backstory I know, that it was in Russia.
0: Okay. Uh, th- I found a New York Times article from July 28th, 1987, which is the day after it mm-hmm. happened. The article is titled, Billy Joel Has a Tantrum. It's fairly short, and it provides some insight into what was happening in Billy's head and like why he was so angry. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to read this whole thing, because it's not that long. Moscow, July 27th, 1987. This is an AP uh, Wire story. Billy Joel surprised his Soviet audience at a concert tonight when he lost his temper, overturned an electric piano, and smashed a microphone on stage. Apparently angered when a film crew turned their bright lights on the audience, Mr. Joel stopped halfway through his hit single, Just a Fantasy. That's not the correct name of the song, is it? Is it? I think it is. Is it? Okay. And shouted, It's my it show! The singer then flipped over an electric piano he was playing and lifted a microphone stand above his head and hurled it to the floor. The film crew that angered Mr. Joel is traveling with his band in the Soviet Union, making a documentary that Mr. Joel hopes to sell in order to recoup some of the $2 million cost of his tour. Quote, I just want to break even, but this is bigger than bucks, Mr. Joel told reporters after the concert. People in the audience want to be in the dark. They want to get loose. As, uh, at the end of Just a Fantasy, Mr. Joel conferred with his band and then banged on a set of drums before resuming the concert. Quote, it was a real prima donna act, but I have to protect my show. a Perspiring, Mr. Joel said later, perspiring. as he sipped a glass of water, his wrinkled blue shirt outside his trousers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We did, uh, yeah, we know. We saw on. what happened. You don't have to shit I mean? on the guy <laughs> already. Come on. I've been on the road for 11 months, he said. It's difficult. I'm running ragged. He also complained that his throat was hurting him and said he had seen a doctor. All right, Bill, all right. Yeah, that was come a lot yeah. better. We get it. Was it. A tough night. The Soviet audience, which filled Moscow's twenty thousand seat Olympic Sports Complex to capacity, appeared unsure about whether Mr. Joel's tantrum was part of the show, but they remained enthusiastic. They thronged to the front of the stage during the second half of the concert, jumping in the air and applauding. Mr. Joel also yelled at people in the front rows who he felt were not responsive enough to his performance. (laughs) Why are you here, he screamed. You obviously don't want to be here. (laughs) He had had similar problems Sunday night and uh, and referred to the unresponsive audience members in some sections of the stadium as, quote, an oil painting in this corner of the room, end quote. Although security in the audience was tight, hundreds of fans were allowed to crowd the stage. Some of the guards swayed to the music, uh, although many without smiling, Moscow. <laughs> yeah, come on. Mr. Joe is to perform again Wednesday night in Moscow and is to play three concerts in Leningrad. So, I imagine in July of 1987, a big American pop star playing in Moscow is kind of a big deal. That was a huge
2: thing, yeah. Yeah,
0: um, I can buy like his explanation that well, if he's been on the road for 11 months, he was tired and was maybe mm-hmm. at the end of his rope anyway. But I. I don't know, how much do you buy the idea that he was saying like, because they were making a documentary, they were shooting the crowd, and they had like camera lights lighting the crowd, and Billy was like, oh, concert audiences feel like they can't dance and have fun if they're being lit and being filmed, so he was blaming that for like taking away the crowd's enthusiasm. That was his that's why he's saying, stop lighting the crowd it's my show,
1: I think he had a legitimate reason I don't think that's the reason I think he put that reason on there To be like Oh it's because of the crowd I was mad I wasn't mad for me I was mad for the crowd Yeah Which I think is the wrong tack. <clears throat> I think To me what happened Having you know Done theater And uh, Knowing that When you let the audience It's jarring mm-hmm. it's, it's really hard to like Perform When there's just a lit audience Yeah So I think that completely threw him Yeah and I think he's just like What the fuck Stop lighting the audience But not because of
0: them Right Stop like, lighting the audience it, it, Because it's fucking my shit up In other words It is a legitimate Complaint to yes. make But he sort of fudges it When he makes it seem like Oh it's not for me yes. It's for them yeah. Yes If you'd just been like Listen It's dark for a reason When you're
1: performing And to have it
0: all of a sudden Light up It throws me off yeah. And I can't concentrate Where People he just, are, yeah. yeah But then he tried to Because he even says He calls himself a prima donna He's like yeah It was a prima donna act yeah. but then he also tries to
2: cover he covers it like out. it was 40 it reminds 40 me a little
0: bit of that Christian Bale freak out on the movie set remember where he yeah, yelled at that lighting um, guy because they were filming a scene and the DP was like adjusting the lights during the scene yes and he like freaked out in the guy and they released the audio that made Christian Bale seem like he was a psycho. Yes. But then when you find out what he was complaining about, it's like, yeah, that would be distracting as fuck if you're trying to film a scene and the Lennon guy's like, Ugh, yeah, like exactly. Adjusting lights in yeah. your line of sight. So I see both sides of
1: that. Yeah, the it's yeah. all context and you know, uh
0: But then although he was really carrying on with smashing the microphone. He really lost it. But God bless him for that, because then we yeah. have this wonderful video. It's fun to watch. Okay, I know that you're excited for this next video. On many, many levels. You sent it to me. I was going to include it anyway. Oh, good. You can't talk about Billy Joel without talking about the opening credits to the sitcom Bosom Buddies. Yes. Starring Academy Award winner Tom Hanks. And underrated
2: actor
1: Peter Sklar. Yes, I agree with you. He's
0: underrated. But I don't think he's uh, ever been nominated for an Academy Award. Um, So, the theme song to Bosom Buddies is your favorite Billy Joel song, My My Life. Life. But there are a few layers to this, okay? I don't know... You sent me this video uh, where in the description uh, of the video the person wrote... They have the DVDs from Bosom Buddies, but for syndication and and for the DVD release, the theme song is not My Life by Billy Joel. It's some other song... Because of rights issues, yes. that's uh, a, a singer recorded. That's a, just a total other song. I don't remember the name of yeah. the singer or the song. It doesn't matter. We're not going to hear it. Yes, yeah. who cares? But um, so this person was like, I recut the opening sequence from my DVDs and put Billy Joel's "My Life." Oh, in interesting. Now. But Billy Joel performing "My Life" is not the original opening credits to no. "Bosom Buddies" either, because of rights issues. Yes. They re-recorded my life yes. with a sound-alike. Yes. So...
1: Which is what we talked about in previous episode. Did we? No, but like that whole... Uh, uh, the Van the, um, Halen, remember in the last episode? Oh, yeah yeah yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all coming together.
0: So, but the person who uploaded this YouTube video when he or she recut it did use Billy Joel's oh, version.
1: Oh, I didn't know that I'd do it.
0: So... We're going to watch a couple videos. Mm. The first one is going to be the Bosom Buddies opening credits with Billy Joel's version of My Mm. Life, which never aired on TV, but it is kind of a cool artifact to watch it with the real version of the song. Also, as you'll hear and see if you go look at the playlist, the opening credits to Bosom... I mean, Bosom Buddies is like the ultimate high concept, dumb sitcom, and the opening credits explains to you the high concept yes really rapid fire and it's sort of insane yes it's so, great yeah 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 so you'll hear the premise of Bosom Buddies explained and then it will go into the song and then it's just a great 80s sitcom like opening montage nice. of like wacky things it's the it's a great opening yes. montage and Tom Hanks and Peter Scolari are both great and you can tell how charming they both are just yes. from
1: yes you can tell like they really liked each other yes like and they were good friends
0: and one of the supporting actresses is one of my favorite Character actresses ever, Wendy Jones. Spurrier, Berber, R.I.P. Berber. Yes. IP. yes. Uh, so let's just let's dive into *Bosom Buddies* original intro theme song, although it's not really, but it's the it's, you get close. You get it, it. yeah.
3: When we first moved to New York, we had a great apartment that was dirt cheap. And we found out why it was so cheap.
0: Because it was getting demolished.
1: Our <laughs> friend Amy said there was a great apartment in her building. Dirt cheap. But it's a hotel for women. Okay. It's so we high. Made one adjustment. Now these I mean, it's some like it's hot,
0: but still, it's so yes. like, what? You'll see if you watch it visually, the adjustment they made is they dressed as <laughs> women so they could live at a hotel for women. Yes. And That's the, the premise of this And the Fizzle backstory story
1: was, I remember... Because I think, I was, again, I must have been like 11 or something this came out, and I was like, this is the best show on
0: TV. I remember watching it in reruns and loving so the shit out so of it. So good, because yeah, yeah. of them.
1: Yeah. But the backstory of why they agreed to stay there, because they're like, at one point in the pilot, they're like, this is stupid, we can't do this. And Peter Scolari was like, but this will make a great book. And I'll yes, write a story. He'll you know, you know, you know. say that in the Yeah, opening. and then for Tom Hanks, But they like, toss it off. Yeah, him. and Tom Max is like, well, I'm uh, I'm in love with the blind. And they're like, well, that's why
0: we're staying. That's right, why we're yeah. doing it. All right. We'll watch it And then we'll save it For our Bosom Buddies podcast I <laughs> This is
1: Buffy and Hildegard
0: Buffy also know us As Kip and Henry Buffy and Hildy's brothers
2: <laughs> <laughs> I am
0: uh, crazy about the blonde <laughs> This experience is gonna make A great book See it's all perfectly
1: <laughs> <right>. Oh god <laughs> This makes me feel So good inside Yeah Just like them jogging together
0: I'm so, But it's so insane That you're like You know they know that it's they're self-aware of yeah they're just two best buddies just
2: hanging out in New York doing crazy oh but were they they ad execs
0: was that the their job were they advertising yeah they are ad execs it was like a cool thing
1: but I just you know when you're a kid watching this you're like wow they look so cool and so fun I hope I'm them when I grow up (laughs) and you realize that you're never going to be them when you grow
0: up yeah, you'll never be as cool as Peter Stellari. Don't have it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Donna Dixon. Donna Dixon. And Taylor's Holland Taylor's Still, still great. Yeah. Holland Taylor's awesome. Tom no, who I think it was an
1: R&B singer before she got on the show. Yeah.
2: Wendy Jozeferber who was uh, Marty McFly's sister yes. in Back to the Future? Yes. Yeah.
1: That, that baseball catch, I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. See, now, for me, which is also interesting, even though this is not the original, because like mm-hmm. you said, they had somebody redo it, it was always, even when I was a kid and saw it, I was like, that's a Billy Joel song. Yeah. Like, like
0: you never really saw that a lot on, or at least I don't remember seeing yeah, that Yeah, most sitcoms TV. would have like original songs. Yeah, have yeah. original song, the fact that they I mean, Can this you, is pre like Miami Vice, which is yeah. famous for bringing pop songs yeah. into TV shows. So yeah, that was when, when was it eighty two or something? Oh, I think it was? might even be before. Yeah, it must have been like 81, 82.
1: Yeah, uh, and just the fact that they did that, I remember just going, "Oh my god, that's how did they they got a popular song? It yeah, it seemed very like of the moment."
0: Yep. So I don't want to uh, not hear the re-recorded version. So. And I also don't want to not talk about. Are you have you seen the greatest event in television history? Yes. Okay. Is this the the shot for shot? Yeah. Yes. Where they did shot for shot remakes. Yes. Of opening credit sequences from different TV yes, shows. Yes, I they know did, this one. They yeah. did four of them, and the fourth one they did was "Bosom Buddies." It's funny because I the only th- know the fourth one. That's great. Oh yeah, they're they're all great. But yeah. um, so just to try to quickly summarize, this, Adam Scott is a an actor and comedian and. He did this series of shows on Adult Swim where he was literally just recreating, shot for shot, these opening theme credits, and then like a fake comedic like backstory yes. with most of the episode, and then at the end they'd show you the final result. So someone put the Bosom Buddies one with the footage side-by-side side with the original, so you can watch oh. how close they get. It. It's really pretty uncanny how they... Do. I don't know how they do yeah. them. And then this also features the re-recorded version of the oh, theme, okay. So oh, we'll nice. get to hear that. And then just for fun, get to watch the greatest event in television history version of the Bosom Buddies theme song with um, Adam Scott and Paul oh, Rudd yeah. as Kip and Henry. Uh, so this is a lot of fun.
1: Which is also, you're like, that's great casting.
0: Dude. Yes. That, yeah. They could do it a Bosom Buddies. Oh, when you see like, the woman they get to play the Telma Hopkins role, yeah. like, that looks exactly yeah. like her. And... Uh, AD Brian from SNL plays the Wendy Joe for oh, That's, that's right. So, so this is what you. If if nothing else, if people haven't seen this, yeah, go to the website and check out the playlist and and watch this video.
3: When we first moved to yeah, New York, God. we had a great apartment that was dirt cheap, and we found out why it was so
0: cheap. I think the demolition uh, is from the from only 80s stolen, 80s. stolen. Yeah, I had In her
1: dirt cheap, but it's a hotel for women. Okay, we made one adjustment. Now, these other ladies (laughs) know us as Buffy and Hildegard. But they also know us as Kip and Henry, Buffy and Hilde's brothers. I am uh, Gilling Jacob. Yep.
2: (laughs) This
0: experience. (laughs) See, it's all perfectly normal. (sighs)
2: Ugh.
0: Yeah, it's like a little bit Billy
2: Joel. It's
0: the TV version. Yeah. How long does it take them to get these shots? Yeah, like the, right. The, the like
2: that.
1: Yeah. Oh, it's so great. Both of them are so great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is flawless. Yep. These are just
2: so cool.
0: Like, rebuilding the sets exactly. Yeah, I mean, there's a
1: whole... And they just having to study it the whole time. Oh, Mo, Mo Collins! Mo yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs>
0: and then that catchy like at the end they nail that
2: yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh both of those just made me so happy
0: yeah so that's the and then that song is how it actually sounded sound, yeah. Yeah, yeah but I appreciate that person who's like here's what it would have sounded if they used the Billy Joel yeah, version yeah absolutely better better <laughs> much better no yeah no disrespect to whatever studio musician he, they got to he re-record did a fine play. job yeah, yeah. So uh, we're going to stay on the theme of Billy Joel on TV. Mm -hmm. Were you ever as into Freaks and Geeks as I was?
1: I binge watched it and then
0: never saw it again. So you have seen it? Yes. Okay, so there was one episode in the middle of the short-lived series Mm -hmm. where the geeks, the three geeky boys who are Mm -hmm. high school freshmen, uh, a new student comes to this class and it's a cute girl and of course they all immediately have crushes on her. And she doesn't know the social uh, playing field yet. She doesn't, like, know that they're geeks. Like, they, they're like, we have to befriend her quick before she figures out that yes. we're not cool. Mm-hmm. So the episode, like, that, the B plot of that episode is about the geeks, like, becoming friends with this girl, Maureen. And um, there's a motif throughout the episode where every time they're hanging out with her, they use a different Billy Joel song. So the scene where she first walks into the classroom, they use the Billy Joel song. There's the scene where they have those like those rockets that you would have, you know, that you would like put out in your driveway oh, and with like water. Balling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're like playing with that and they use like Joel, uh, Rosalinda's eyes. There's a scene later where they go to like an all-you-can-eat dinner and they and, and every time there's like a montage scene with the geeks in just in this episode they use Billy Joel music and it's really, really fucking charming. It's so smart. So I can only find one of those scenes on YouTube and it's not my favorite from the episode but we'll just watch this wasn't one as an example but um, I think it's the episode called uh, Carded and Discarded. So if you have Netflix and you haven't seen Freaks and Geeks first of all what are you doing yeah, in your a, life? Yeah, you're a bastard person. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so so go watch the whole series and then when you get to this episode you'll get to see these really charming scenes so this is the first scene where the girl walks into the room and of course like she's in slow motion to them and they're all just sort of like oh this cute girl and uh this is Billy Joel so this is uh, Freaks and Geeks Maureen's entrance (laughs) hi
1: I'm Maureen Samson I'm a transfer student oh
2: well uh grab a free seat. Always run for another head on
4: the chopping block. <laughs> oh my god. Je Où cette
0: It's so perfect because of course Dorks in 1980. In high school Would be like Yeah Billy Joel's cool Like, like it just, It's
1: also perfect It's the perfect song Cause yeah. You could've done Well you could've done Any song mm-hmm. And you could've done A ton of different Billy Joel songs mm-hmm. But this one That's not really That well known But well known enough Yeah You know Yeah It's really like It, it fits Freaks and Geeks Yes Perfectly and that's,
0: That is all Judd Apatow Yeah He I think he's from Long Island and he was like a high school freshman mm-hmm. around nineteen eighty and he like very specifically wanted to use Billy Joel music in the show and he oh, that's was like right. that yeah, I'm sure he yeah. like hand selected every song they used for each yes. of the scenes. they're all perfect. I wish they were all on YouTube because we would watch them all right now and <laughs> find the other ones that's
1: that, but it is perfect because yeah.
0: like you get a that whoever picked that is a Billy Joel fan yes because you could have knew from experience from being that age like I was a geek when I was 14 in 1980, and I thought Billy Joel was cool, and that music evokes yes. that for me, and I know how to make it perfect in the yes. show.
1: Yes, yes, because you could have had someone go, oh, put in Just the Way You Are, and you'd be but like... that's oh, too obvious. It's too obvious, yes. but you'd be like, oh, they're playing the Billy Joel song, huh, that's yeah, that's pretty cool, yeah. but the fact that they're playing... A specific, Mm -hmm. not... Rosalind's Eyes, which is not really uh, a radio hit, Mm -hmm. makes it even more special.
0: Yeah. Um, And yeah, for for the audience, if you don't know Freaks and Geeks, it's set in 1980, so it's like... It's period. (laughs) It's period, yes. (laughs) You should know that. So we have one more clip to watch. This... Any clip from this show (laughs) really tickles the pleasure centers of my brain. I mean, I would have to say... All things considered, historically speaking, this is probably my all-time favorite show, considering what a fan I was of it Mm -hmm. when I was three or four years old. (laughs) Yes. It's a clip from Sesame Street, which, I mean, there are so many great musical moments in Sesame Street. I'm sure we'll come back to them. This is our second one. What what was the first one? Prince. Prince. Was that, Sp- no, was that, that Muppets? that was the Muppets. Oh, was Muppets. That okay. was the Muppets. Okay. Uh, that was the the Muppet uh, revival yes, show okay, in the late right, 90s. Right, right. So we haven't done Sesame Street yet. This is our first Sesame Street, then. But this is from uh, the 88, 89 season. So it might have been... I don't know if I would have seen this. I might have been aged out of Sesame Street by this point. A little bit. Because this right. is like first grade for me. So I don't think I was still watching Sesame no, Street. No, probably not. But it's not just Billy Joel. It's Billy Joel and the very beautiful Marley Matt. I love Marley. Yes, Mar- so this is Marley Mountain. She's like 23, um, and Billy and Marley sing a lyrically altered version of "Just the Way You Are" to Oscar the Grouch because that was always <laughs> the message. Is like. You're, you're pretty grouchy, Oscar, but we like but you anyway, because okay. we get you, man. Don't go change it. So it's, yes, it's Billy singing uh, an accepting version of Just The Way You Are to Oscar while Marley Matlin M- signs the lyrics. This is great. Because Marley Matlin, if, if listeners don't know, is a deaf actress. Yes. So she's doing ASL signing of mm. Just The Way You Are.
1: I've never seen this over. It's great. And
0: of course, Oscar has to fucking make his little comments throughout. So <laughs> it's very funny. Oh, Billy Joel's sunglasses. Yeah, yes, it's very late '80s, Billy. This is—I mean, he's doing just the way you are, but this is around the time of "We Didn't Start the Fire." '89, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he was yeah. State your name,
2: then
4: beat it. I'm Billy Joel. Billy Joel, what?
2: Cat, got your last name there?
3: (laughs) Just Billy Joel. And this is Molly Matlin.
2: Hi.
3: Yeah, hi. We're Grouch Groupies.
4: We love Grouch. You love grouches? Oh, yuck. And whenever I throw away a used piano, I give it to a grouch. And this time, you're it. Oh, yeah? Ooh, a used piano,
1: man.
0: Uh, (laughs) I I mean, needless to say, Oscar the Grouch is my favorite character. Yeah. (laughs) I can see mine.
3: Well, while you're pushing, why don't you just both shove off? (laughs) But leave my piano. Uh, not yet.
1: What a prick. Hmm? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oscar the Prick Oscar the, song, the Prick
3: a love
4: song a love song oh you hear the song and then you get the piano
3: oh I knew there had to
4: be strings attached <laughs> this one's for you Oscar oh. right from the heart
2: right from the heart oh I'm gonna hate this
1: I love that sound Yep, that, that organ sound
2: don't go changing
4: just to please me being friendly's not your style uh,
1: I see, change it up a little bit mm-hmm. Don't wanna hear you Say I know the song is like overdone a cliche But it's fucking great It really is It's a great song I mean I know it's like Lounge acts everywhere But it's a great
0: song It really is Yeah, yeah, yeah And uh if Marley Matlin could sign it every time I hear it, that, would, <laughs> yes. that wouldn't be too bad either.
4: Just be grouchy,
2: really grouchy,
4: you've done it pretty well so far. Oh, compliments, this is getting pretty sticky. <laughs> I the bad times, I'll take the worst times.
0: I'll take you just get into Oscar a
2: little bit.
1: He's, getting, he's starting to get...
2: I'll change that. Don't go trying some new fashion.
1: I see, put on a wig Mm -hmm.
2: to be a jerk.
1: To it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We
4: just want someone that we can't talk to. We want you just the way you are. But
1: well, you can't have me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I want to
4: know
1: It's amazing, too, that they're doing the whole song for a kid's show. Oh, yeah, they always do something like that. And like they didn't cut it, it up at all.
0: <laughs> he's so guarded
1: <laughs> Yeah let your guard down Oscar Let us in Let us in oh, and Now he's got a comedian mask That's great well, it, make, it makes sense to me that Oscar was like a theater kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah No that's solid yeah. That's solid the, the sunglasses on Billy Throw me and I like it at the same time
0: why did they throw you? I mean,
1: that was his look for a while there. Oh, I guess it was at this time.
0: Yeah.
1: I guess maybe because it's not a kid show. Oh, now I miss the sax hey, <laughs> Oh, Marley got a. Oh, we all wish we could get a kiss and hug from Marley You yeah. Never do that to a grouch! <laughs> you, <know, laughs>
2: you really know how to hurt a grouch! Enjoy oh. your piano. <laughs> Don't have to give me the piano. I don't want it. I heard this piano. It's tuned. I just hate love songs.
1: Except this one kind of really made me angry. (sighs) Oh, Oscar. Oh, you're so grouchy. Yeah, that's a that's a good one to end on though.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, Sesame Street will always uh, will always get to me a little. (laughs) Yeah softens you a little bit, Paul. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. But so does Billy Joel. Yeah. He's a sentimental guy, and I'm very sentimental about his music. Yes. I'm not a super fan, but... You understand him. Yes. It, It is, like, my enjoyment of him is pure sentimentality and pure nostalgia. I think so, too. Yeah. Like, that's like I said about Huey Lewis in that episode, is, you know, my earliest memories are of listening to Huey Lewis with my parents when I was a little kid. And so I can never divorce my opinion of him from those feelings. Yes, kind yeah. of the same thing with Billy Joel. Yeah, I
1: can't either from my childhood and yeah. from growing up. And that's the thing too is like I'm not going to go get his music, but any I I don't change it. Yeah. So if someone's playing, it, I'm like, oh, that's a great song. I'm glad you played it. Yeah, and yeah. look,
0: I'll admit it. Sometimes if I'm in a sour mood and I just need a pick me up, I'll just play some Billy Joel songs. Yeah, I'll listen to uh, scenes from an Italian restaurant. <laughs> that's a great. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. it's a great song, but that'll do it for this episode. Except, but there's uh, more. That'll do it for Billy Joel. But we do have some listener mail. People have been listening. People have been listening, and by people, I mean a handful of our personal friends and family. <laughs> still counts. Who, yes, yes, <laughs> still counts. But uh, we've, I've got some responses now. You you mentioned your friend, my friend Mike Byer, who is looking forward to this Billy Joel episode because he's a huge Billy Joel fan. Yeah, so I hope that he'll write us. If anyone wants to write us please uh, send email to musicraygun at gmail.com. That's how you can email the show, and yep. Kirk and I uh, will see that. Uh, but I got a couple emails from uh, my Uncle Mark, and I want to set Mark up a little bit because he is hes like my cool uncle who... His presence will loom large over the show. Like He introduced me to cool music, like underground comic books and comedy. Did he introduce was, you to punk? Yes. Oh, he did? Yes. Okay. Uh, at various Christmases, he gave me albums by Ween, The Sex Pistols, and Lou Reed. Wow. And he's responsible for my being a fan of all those bands. So That's a good uncle. Yes. Yeah. I mean, and you know, I moved to L.A. to do comedy. I probably wouldn't be in L.A. if it weren't for him. Mm-hmm. He's like that cool uncle who's like, here's everything cool that you're going to, you know, all the underground stuff. Not going to make you popular in high school, but you'll have good taste. Yeah, <laughs>
1: you'll get it, you'll get it later. Yeah. Later
0: you'll understand. So he found out about the podcast and he listened to it and he sent uh, some just a few quick things about the first episode, uh, which was the Prince episode. Yeah, and we had that clip of Prince doing a hee haw parody on yeah. the Muppet Show. He said, "I enjoyed the first episode. I thought you and your co-host were tough on hee haw." <laughs> All I could think of was a guitar duet with Prince and Roy Clark. That would have been awesome. <laughs> Which it would have been. And, and, and I And I wrote it back and I said, you know what? As soon as I read that, I was like, he's right. I've never really seen that fucking much of hee-haw for me to be so judgmental I,
1: about I it. remember seeing
0: some hee-haw. I just game. know that it's supposed to be, like, pretty dumb. But, but you know, yeah. whatever. Um, Uncle Mark is really, like, he's, he's a big fan of the lowbrow and the highbrow in equal mm-hmm. measure. So, uh, his his response to the second episode, which was the music videos Mm -hmm. from 81 through 83, said, I enjoyed the episode. I've been of the mind, because we talked about how, like, so many of those early videos are, like, weird for the sake of weird. Yeah. He said, I've been of the mind that there is no such thing as randomness. Being weird for the sake of being weird with the use of archetypal symbols is intended to elicit subtle reactions. Jesus Christ. So, uh, yeah, okay. Uncle Mark. Yeah. God damn. Uncle Mark's Pretty fucking smart. Yeah. Uh, Yes. So, and he also, um, he sent me some, for the third episode, he sent some examples that we missed that as soon as I saw them, I was kicking myself that I didn't think to include them. Which means... But we will do a sequel episode with more commercials and we'll include those. Uh, My friend Josh sent me a bunch of like Snapchat Mm. uh, videos where he had listened to the episode and was just like saying his opinion when I transcribed some of it. Um, so this is specifically about the Johnny Rotten Butter commercial.
2: <laughs>
0: and uh, Josh hates sellouts, so, but I, I enjoyed his sort of nuanced defense mm-hmm. um, and, and another angle on this that we didn't really think about. Yeah. Uh, he said, I think the blame for selling out lies on the people who set up the circumstances around the artist in order to exploit them. I'm mad at the butter people for wanting to co-opt culture to sell their shitty products. <laughs> And I'm mad at the labels for trapping Johnny Rotten and putting him in that scenario. In my opinion, true selling out is when you compromise your core beliefs for any reason. So that could be for money or it could be for other things. If advertising butter is against Johnny Rotten's core beliefs, then I guess he's sold out. Otherwise, he's just participating in a shitty marketing situation all of us are subject to. So he's basically blaming capitalism. Yeah. He hates <laughs> capitalism. Which is fair. Yeah. He's like, yeah I'm not going to blame Johnny Ryan. Yeah. He has to make money somehow. Yeah. And uh, he was trapped and that was a bullshit situation. It's not his fault. Yeah. It's the situation around him. And We are all cogs. Yes. That's right. Uh, the last little bit of listener mail was from uh, my friend Scott from college. He was responding to the third episode and, and in particular responded to the, uh, the Lou Reed commercial for... Uh, on the scooter no 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 the other one the HP product Oh, the, everybody yeah, yeah. tweet everybody yeah. app oh my the god. one that we hated so much yes uh, Scott just said thanks for the Lou Reed HP commercial I fucked my wife to it and never lasted so long
1: <laughs> so thanks Scott Scott that's the greatest thing ever thanks for listening man
2: oh my <laughs> god that's great
0: so uh, that'll do it for this episode again uh, please go to musicraygun.com slash playlists to look at all the videos that we watched Mm -hmm. in this episode and all the other episodes. Uh, Go uh, email us at musicraygun at gmail.com. You can follow us uh, on Twitter at musicraygun, all one word. You can follow us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash musicraygun. You get get the idea. Musicraygun. You guys know. Musicraygun. It's called musicraygun. And, uh, I'm uh, at Paul Champanelli on all social media and Kirk, you are I am on Twitter, I wish I like Flan and at Instagram
1: Kirk underscore pinchon.
0: Yes. Uh, so please contact us if yeah. you listen to the show. Uh, if you wanna write in, we'll read it we'll read yeah, out absolutely. the show as you just heard, even if you are Scott. Yeah. That's <laughs> fine too. I love reading. Um, okay, so that'll do it for this episode. And uh, thank you, LaCroix. Thanks everybody. Bye. <laughs>